Hi everybody, you're listening to the Woke Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners and have been practicing together for about five and a half years. We normally live in Bangkok, but right now we're on holiday at a train station, apparently, because <laughs> trains keep passing by as we're trying to record a podcast. Uh, but we still love to share our passion for rope. We do, from anywhere <laughs> we might be vacationing in. Yeah, so sorry about that, listeners. Bear with us. Um, today, our sponsor is you, listeners. Yay. Thanks to the Patreon platform, you can contribute directly to creators like us, and that allows us, in turn, to keep the podcast alive. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope you had a very ropey end of 2021 and beginning of 2022. And if you happen to be tied up or tying as the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve, please say so in the comments for this episode to let us know. This is part two of our Christmas special. And as the tradition requires, we ask each of our guests from last year what their favorite rope scene was. So stay tuned this time for Alexiel, Wooden Tiger, Shay, Zoe... And at the very end, Fox and Maya. Yeah, and hopefully you've already listened to part one. But if not, please go back and check that out. It was great. And listen to more uh, real life stories today of how our work friends play. Let's see what they have to say. So dear listeners, at first we will take you back to episode 96 with Alexiel, in which she was talking to us about diverse bodies in rope. And that was definitely worth going back and listening to again a very popular episode that one and let's see what her favorite rope scene was i think one of one of my favorite rope scenes was um a scene at at a club at a bdsm club um quite um a couple of years ago um because it combines so many of the things i enjoy both as a rigger as well as a dom um and um um i was tying my partner little boy blue and um they had a wrench you could control with a button to go up or down like a hoist Mm -hmm. um which i'm quite short so i i definitely enjoyed that option Mm -hmm. um generally reaching hard points is never easy for me so having something control with a button um, and I also had a lot of hard points uh, on the floor. Um, so I very much enjoyed being able to um, tie my partner to the ring as well as then attach limbs to the points at the floor and then give him a good um, stretch by um, having the hoist pull him upwards. Oh. So that was a very different uh, sensation to well, ha- having floor at the point and then pulling up mm-hmm. compared to how I usually suspend. Um, and it, um, we, we had a lot of fun playing around with that. I got qu- quite sadistic, <laughs> um, which is something me and my partner enjoy. And it um, ended up with some um, cock and ball torture because I couldn't help myself if I had things at control for push of a button. <laughs> and um, by then we had 
a little crowd around us. I bet. Uh, watching us, which um, was quite fun. I, I quite like to, I think part of like exhibitionism for my partner, not so much for myself, but, you know, showing him off. Um, and I ended up um, tying uh, his cock and balls and then just taking the suspension line and walking across the room with it, pulling him kind of having him spray along with me, um, which <laughs> caused a lot of fun and amusement for me. And it, it was just a very fun, very interactive warp scene. It was not, you know, it was a goatee and, and, and you know, a futumoro and just some basic shapes, but we just had so much fun with it. And it was such a, a unique atmosphere and such unique possibilities that just always stays in my mind and it still makes me giggle to this day. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alexia, for sharing that story with us. So that was another uh, creative story um, showing a lot of sadistic fun and glee, I felt, from Alexia. Yeah, quite, quite playful and reminding us that things can be light and fun and we need not take ourselves too seriously. I love the creative possibilities that going to a BDSM club with new equipment can provide. Yeah, because those are things you might not have at home or in your home dungeon, like that that winch, the hard points on the floor, and how she was able to create on the spot a way to use that new equipment to try something she hadn't tried before. Essentially, she made a vertical rack. Yeah, she was drawing a partner, but just not in the usual sense of the verb to draw yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and the exhibitionism piece of being in a club, having an audience, and as your scene gets more intense or more sexy, more and more people come and watch, and that also can contribute to your own energy level rising in the scene. Yeah, really feeding off that audience. What a lovely story. All right, so our next clip is from uh, Wooden Tiger, whose episode 103 um, included aspects of correctional sadism and pressure points, and we enjoyed it very much. Mm -hmm. And he's a martial artist and rope educator, and another rope top and sadist, so let's hear what he has to say. Probably something painful. I was wondering if we could talk about two. Because That's if, if okay, they're, they're, you're going to have two. Yeah, so... So, the, <laughs> so if, I, if I only have to choose one, then I can choose one. But no, um, the first one, okay, the first one I want to talk about is actually um, it was it was something that I had never really had experience before. It was it was uh, the first person I'd played, first time that I played with this person. They had seen me playing with other people, and they really wanted to to play. And we were at a conference, and so um, we had discussed we were going to do like a, a sort of a flowy kind of uh, rope scene, and it was a four scene. And what happened was, as soon as we started, and the, uh, the music that came on, it just flowed so well. So I basically was tying to the music. And, and afterwards, after that scene, I had people coming up to me saying, did you choreograph that rope scene? <laughs> and it was like, no, that's the first time we've ever tied. And it, it just it just flowed so well. So it was like, that's why it was so memorable, because it just, it was, everything just clicked. Everything, like the music that started at the time. Um, the way that the person reacted to everything that I did, it just was like really, really magical in that way. Oh, it's so marvelous. Yeah. And the the second one that I want to talk about is actually, <laughs> other thing is, is that somebody, another time that I hadn't played with somebody and they they basically talked to somebody else about, about play with me. And they had asked this person, they said, um, what's it like to, to play with Tiger? Um, and they had, they had very, they were very similar. They had the very similar um, um, uh, limits and everything like that. And the person said to them, um, you'll find out. <laughs> and so, and, but in that scene, 
what it was was that right off the get-go, um, there was this other energy there, and it was it was uh, uh, very uh, very akin to erotic humiliation. Okay. And it was right from the get-go, and it and it was and the reaction that um, that I got from my partner at that time um, really just really kind of lit my fire for that kind of play. And so it's extremely memorable, extremely memorable for that. So it was, it was like right from the get go. It was, it was the reaction was, was almost like an erotic humiliation, which is something that I was really new to playing with at the time. And so what did you do in that scene to create that erotic humiliation? What did that look like? Um, it's really interesting because if I were to try and like put my finger on one thing, it was basically, it was from the first look even before the rope went on. And it was, I just basically, it was, it was basically like an intense look that was returned. That was, it wasn't returned. It was, it was, it was the reaction was like this shying away mm. from what was going to go on, but in a way that also said, I would like more of this. So did you then play with things like exposure and so on? If there was shyness involved? Yes, definitely. Like exposure is, is one of my favorite things to play with in rope. <laughs> so these days I love, I love playing with exposure. Um, and it's really interesting because different people respond differently. Like it, earlier on in my, in my rope, uh, rope journey, um, when I would play with exposure, erotic exposure, um, it elicited an erotic response. Uh, but not, a, not in terms of humiliation, not in terms of like, Oh, a shyness. It was it was more like oh this is how it's going to go yeah this is definitely like working towards sexy times <laughs> um, you know like it was it was definitely I got the I got the um, the the energy that I read off people initially when I tied them was that it heightened their arousal in a way that you could see that they were they were fully okay with their own sexuality in, in, in times in terms of that. I don't know if it was more of an exhibitionist, but exhibitionist with me, like mm -hmm. in like exhibitionism in private, that they were okay in private, because a lot of times um, for that it was never in the beginning it was never exhibitionist in public because I did a lot of a lot of my rope play when I first started was always in private, hmm. so it was more of a openness to explore that sexuality um, with a sexual hunger hmm. versus. Um, the experience that I'm talking about right now, it was almost like the person looked away and was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Nice. <laughs> and then that was, that was, that was, that was highly arousing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Tiger, for sharing those moments with us. Oh, you're very welcome. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us and you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too.
Also, Maya, unexpectedly, not so much about the physical sadism in the end. Uh, no, uh, the music emphasizing the scene is something we've seen before. People's uh, senses being a critical part of the rope scene. And in fact, one of your favorite uh, scenes of ours from previous years was that Ichinawa we did, where the different songs marked the different moments of the scene. And mm. I think you have a writing about that on your profile that maybe yeah, we I should think... link in the episode notes. Okay, yeah, I can, I can do. But certainly music can add so much. And then the second story was around erotic humiliation, which is something that we enjoy a little of here and there. Mm -hmm. And the theme that is in common with Alexia's story previous is that this difference of private versus public and what having people watching you does to your emotions and to the dynamic of the rope. And again, we see this uh, connection between people where one person can give permission for the other person to feel those feelings. So if one person accepts their erotic humiliation feelings, that can suddenly open that up mm, in the other space. person. Yeah. Coming up next, dear listeners, the one and only Shay. And she was our episode 108 last year, talking about self-suspension, a subject she literally wrote the book on. She did, Tying and Flying, if you want to get a copy of that. So I'm really curious what her favorite rope scene is going to be like. So because I'm an exhibitionist, when I'm thinking about my favorite scenes, I'm always thinking about scenes where I had uh, an audience or at least had people watching at a play space. Mm. And for me, the experience of doing kink in front of a crowd is always a process of taking the energy of the audience, pulling it into myself and my partner if I'm with someone else and throwing it back, almost like the audience is another participant in the scene. And it doesn't diminish my focus on what I'm doing or my partner. Uh, in some ways, it sharpens it. So I've experienced this with my partner, Stefanos, and with my awesome performance partner, Davey, that connection and process of collaborating on choreography, rehearsing, learning and reading each other's nuances, ironing out technical details, and then getting to the point where you're in front of an audience and your music is playing and the performance flows. And there's just nothing quite like that. Mm -hmm. And so with all of that said, I think my favorite scene was a self-suspension performance I did that there's actually a video of, and that's the performance that begins with me trying to dance in ballet shoes okay. and really yeah. sucking at it <laughs> <laughs> and then tying a gravity boot and doing an acrobatic self-suspension and taking off my point shoe and putting on a ballet stiletto heel while I'm in the air oh. and then coming down and just sort of having that moment of the entire, the entire piece is really shedding the expectations that other people have of you and just learning to embrace the things that you love doing and who you really are. And it was, I, I practiced it so much uh, and it was one of those performances where it just all went well. It all flowed. I executed it exactly the way that I wanted to. And uh, it had a huge you know, audience, several hundred people and got a standing ovation. And I'm so grateful that there's video of it because I watch it and can kind of revisit that moment. And it was really, really magical. Oh, that's so cool. What uh, song were you performing to? So it's the song uh, Let It Be, and it's a really, you know, the song is always a huge part of it. When I hear that song, I'm always transported, just as with other, the, another one is Cake by the Ocean. I did a performance with Davey to that song that involved another gravity boot suspension, and uh, 
those songs always take me back to those magical moments and those performances, which to me are my best kink scenes. That's so cool. Is it okay if we share the link to the video of that uh, scene for our listeners in the show notes of this episode? Yes, please. That'd be awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much, Shay. Interestingly, Maya, here we have again two themes we've heard in the two previous stories, the role of the audience and also the role of music. Mm, music's really creating or part of creating that flow for Shay. And listeners, you absolutely need to go click on that link and watch the video of that self-suspension because it is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the, the feat of strength and athleticism that Shay does in it is both incredible and beautiful. Mm. And the way she displays her love for both rope and also performing is really touching to me. Yeah, tell me more about that. You can really see in her energy and the way the, the crowd interacts with her and they go more and more crazy as she does more and more daring feats. And she's doing all that with just one single gravity boot as the only tie of the whole scene. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to get such a variety of scenes and to hear uh, self-suspension is one of the favorite scenes. It's lovely. Absolutely. So next up with her favorite scene, we have uh, Ropology, who is a researcher, an academic researcher in BDSM and rope. And she's excited for people to understand rope better by those who do academic research on the topic. And so we talked to her in episode 110. She's one of the more recent episodes um, about that and asked her about her favorite scene. Um, this one time I was tying with my rope top, Shelly, and... We had plans ahead that we wanted to do some cutting of clothing. So I, I got a, I got one of those, like a long t-shirt dress sort of thing with black with shiny silver embellishments on it um, from a thrift store. And she was going to cut it off me with shears or a knife. I think actually she used a big scary Rambo knife. Oh, so, <laughs> right? So, um, so when we tied together and she, you know, she put my wrists up to a hard point while I was standing and started teasing me and um, making me laugh and then started cutting my dress off and tying me up. Um, and it was really fun and really silly. And it was fun to have like a, you know, when you laugh and then you gasp because you feel the tip of a knife on your mm -hmm. skin. It was, it was such a fun mix of emotions to be like, this is my friend who I feel very close to. Oh my God, that's a really big knife. Um, <laughs> and, and so she cut, she cut my, my dress into shreds and, um, and then started doing torture ties on me. Mm -hmm. So she put me into a partial and lowered me to the ground. So I ended up with my leg, uh, my right leg kind of above and behind me and my dress and kind of tatters around me and started doing torture ties on me. And so, you know, when you have um, like a tie on your leg or on anywhere that's not locked off, so it's just reverse tensioned and attached to a hard point. So she could pull on my leg or she could sit on me and make that pain kind of come out. And so it was very silly because I kept trying to get away, but you're attached to a hard point, And every time you pull on the hard point, it hurts and you scream and people around you are kind of laughing and they're trying not to make noise, but you know, they can, they're watching. 
Hmm. And so it was a bit predicamenty then. Very predicamenty of like, uh, I think she actually stuck some bottle caps under the mm. uh, under the rope so that it would it would have this little bite bite effect, and so my arms were tied behind my back and I was um, kind of helpless in this very silly way, and all of the endorphins were rushing, and so I was very, you know, rope spaced out, and um, the dungeon we were in, the lights were low, but there were some purple lights on. And she has a bit reddish hair. And so the way that the light hit her behind her head, it looked like she had a lion's mane. And so I started calling her Mufasa <laughs> and quoting the Lion King at her. And I think I just murmured, like, you are the one true king. And she's like, what? And I started giggling uncontrollably and singing the circle of life. And I was completely not in control at that point. Like that was not a choice that I made. It was just seemed like the best, the smartest thing to do when I'm full of happiness and pain and laughter and I'm being tied up by a purple lion. <laughs> um, and so I was fully off my rocker rope drunk. And so, you know, she's poking me and laughing and completely unsure how she's become a lion. Um, and, you know, ended up taking me down and we snuggled a bit and it was just so nice. And when we, when we, um, talked to other people after, I think our scene was two or two and a half hours Whoa. and it felt like 20 minutes, you know, like it felt like, you know, you put my hands up, put a torch tie on me, we, te we laughed around a bit, but it was a couple hours or something of, of pain and pleasure and laughter and connection and hugging and it was just my absolute favorite rope scene, for sure. Sounds absolutely great. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. Interestingly, Maya, another scene in which we have play in public and an audience and the audience reactions with the laughter and so on. And also that same theme of lightness and fun and play. And even in this case, allowing some silliness to be part of the scene. And yeah, at the same time, having knife play. So you've got a very sexy, light fear. Yeah, a spectrum from the fear play with the knife to making jokes about cartoon movies. And torture ties and predicaments. Like, there's a lot going on here. Um, as well as, again, uh, flow and time being distorted mm -hmm. because of the experience of uh, joy in the rope. I think this exercise where we ask our guests to talk about their favorite rope scene is a really great way to remind ourselves that rope is different for every individual and there is no one true way to enjoy rope. Yeah. All rope is valid. Very much so. So talking of that, we have one more scene to share and that's ours. Excitement. So what was your favorite scene of ours this year, Maya? Conveniently, the scene we picked as our favorite scene of the year is featured on the podcast covers of the two Christmas episodes, and it's the marionette tie, which we were inspired to try um, from Shay's interview. Indeed. So you can go have a look at the covers that Maya painstakingly uploads to FetLife <laughs> and Instagram and have an idea what that looked like. And that is a scene we did at our local Christmas kink party. Yeah. So at one of our local dungeons, with most of our friends being present, and 
it was on a very big suspension frame, a very nice metal suspension frame where we had a lot of volume to work with. Mm. It was quite tall and quite wide, so we could really move around. And I was using my rigging plate attached to a swivel. So mm. you were able to spin around as well as move your body through space with the marionette tie. Yeah. And what does that look like for people that don't know? Basically, it is a tie that is built around a lot of pulley systems, which means you can, for instance, lower your arm in order to raise your leg and so on. And so you can, as the bottom, change your position or your rigger can move you around, which is more what we were doing in this yeah. one. Yeah, our one was definitely more me as a puppet, you as the puppet master, which mm -hmm. is the story of our lives. And you were flying quite high off the ground. I really was. Was it a bit scary? It was the terrifying, mm -hmm. terrifying. A very dynamic scene. You were spinning and you were going well, from I horizontal to <laughs> inverted. Uh, I think I think our friends enjoyed watching that. We had some of them come to us after and comment that they liked it quite a bit. Yeah, and we were lucky with the music. So obviously at a party, you don't get to choose your music. But it was a, a bit later on in the evening. The music was quite... Uh, mellow, but also had some good beats to it, which, mm -hmm. you know, pros and cons, you definitely, um, t like move me in time. Yeah. When the music gets a more, gets a bit more exciting, I tend to be a bit more aggressive with my play. And I remember at one time I, uh, stopped you from spinning by biting into your toe. I know. I was outraged. And, and you made your little piker noise, which attracted the attention of the whole dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you also used my hair as a uh, brake and an accelerator. Yeah. Very convenient handle. If you don't know that yet, dear listeners, Maya's hair is quite long, so it's easy to grab onto. Yeah. So there was a lot of sadistic uh, joy and glee coming mm -hmm. from you and a lot of um, terror and... Uh, fear and anxiety uh, coming from me, which is really how we And the we first play. <laughs> for us, which is at one point, I grabbed onto some of the appliances with my hands and then I got on top of you, wrapping my legs around your midsection and we spun together. Yeah, that would probably be the, um, the high point of the fear. And the terror. And the terror. Yes. But you managed to uh, keep your smile on, as the song says. <laughs> so show show did go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was our favorite scene of the year, lovely listeners. And it was so fun. So we've heard some interesting things in this um, episode today. A lot about um, the role of the audience, the role of um, they're doing scenes in public versus in private, and also some um, aspects of flow and where people find flow. And again, that diversity of role, mm -hmm. which is so beautiful. And finding your fun, whatever that might look like for you, and thinking about how music can contribute to your rope was also a strong theme. So wishing everybody a wonderful Ropey 2022. And if you haven't had the chance to try rope in a more public context yet, maybe some of you have only been doing rope in private, maybe think about this year trying to go to a party or to a jam and seeing how having an audience can change the way you interact with rope. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Um, in order not to miss any of the episodes we're going to put out for you all in 2022, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, or at Instagram, which is also Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to Rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FetLife or Instagram. And if you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. 
Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.